It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'd say Clay Day was a success, Dieter. Just a little bit, Cyrus. You know, just possibly. It was only one of the greatest moments in recent Warriors history. But <laughs> Dieter, Kurtenbach, and I are going to break that down and so much more. This is Locked on Warriors. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Dieter, I don't know if you saw any of last night's coverage. I decided to do a, a, a live stream. Oh, yeah. um, I, nice. I, I tapped into the post-game press conferences. Clay came on too late. Couldn't stay for that. But we got <laughs> Steph. We yep. got uh, uh, Kevon Looney was kind of a random one, even though he had a big night. And he's one of your mm-hmm. favorites, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Kirk. Anyways, uh, give, you're there, I believe, yep. at Chase Center. Yeah, give us the give, dude. Break it down, man. I mean, it's one thing for to watch it on TV, but what was it like <laughs> being there? And give us the whole shebang. It was something, man. I'm not an emotional or sentimental person, uh, and certainly uh, there was a level of general skepticism that I had just sort of towards the the you know sort of the lovey dovey wishy washy stuff. Uh, understanding a hundred percent that the you know, the love that Clay has from this fan base, from any human who's ever interacted with him, um, the quality of player and, and person that he is, and, and certainly, you know, the, the challenges and tribulations that he's been through over the last two and a half years. I understood all of that. It, it did feel like it was, I, I don't know, I, I, had, I had a lot of questions on if the moment would actually live up to the hype. Let's put it that yes. way. Yes, yeah. And... I almost shed a thug tear, man. Like it was like, <laughs> again, like I am, I am cynical. I am disengaged. I am all, all these things. Like I was there and I was just like, this is really like you, you, I empathize so deeply with him. It felt in that moment. I mean, I, I was standing on the floor during the national anthem. I see him, you know, kind of staring in the half distance and you could feel the weight of it. You could feel the importance of that moment to him. And in that, you could feel everything that he had to go through to get to this moment. And uh, right. um, the, that ovation that he got, um, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it, it was wild. It was really loud. It was really loud. Um, I'd like to think that it could have lasted a little bit longer. But at last, it was pretty. I, I would have delayed opening tick by, tip by 10 minutes. You know how you hear, like, the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival, how they yes. give a standing ovation for, like, 17 minutes or something? I've heard that. Yes, yeah. I wanted that for Clay Thompson, but uh, <laughs> you know we got a couple of minutes of really strong, emphatic roars, and the crowd was just waited with waiting with bated breath anytime he touched the ball, and the whole building was absolutely rocking when he had that dunk. Um, the first play was oh. awesome and more yes. of a sigh of relief than anything. Right, but that dunk was just this emphatic hell yeah from everybody in the crowd, from everybody on the bench, from Clay Thompson himself. Like there was the trepidation that sort of goes into, 
you know, bringing back this once injured player and you hoping, oh man, hope nothing happens, hope nothing happens, hope nothing happens. As soon as Clay did that, you're like, oh great, he's a superhuman again, and we can we can fully release. And um, I think it released Clay a little bit too. He he was yeah. kind of scuffling before that dunk, and and after that, he goes on his own little run, and he was he was fine. He was just fine. I don't want to say it was a spectacular performance from him. The dunk was right. awesome. He was he was just fine. I mean, minus two in the game. Defensively, it was a struggle early. You'd expect that with the rust. I thought that, you know, physically he, he moved really well laterally. I thought that obviously he had the ups. He, he was doing step backs off of a dribble. Like, you would never know that he had been out for two and a half years other than he was rushing shots other than he was kind of, you know, having brain farts on defense early, not later, but early. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all in all kind of exactly what you would expect, given everything that we had heard about Clay Thompson leading up into this game, which is to say that the Warriors got back an all-star caliber player who is going to play like that right here and now. Um, once once all this adrenaline wears off, that that is... That, that should be the expectation, that Clay Thompson is going to look like Clay Thompson, 32 years old, um, from here on out. And that takes this Warriors team from really, really good to probably great and very yeah. well could be the only team in that category when it's all said and done at the end of the regular season. Yeah, I don't know how anyone defends the Splash Brothers. I don't know what kind of defense you could schematically set up to stop that if and when Clay comes back. I, I completely agree with you. Defensively, um, I, I feel like he met expectations. Like yeah. all those little uh, uh, mistakes and fallacies that that you listed were for the norm, right? Par for the course. Yeah. But offensively, I mean, I love dude, I like seeing him uh, conduct those fadeaways. Was very like old school, right? Like it, like that's very. those are. Those are old school shots that I loved seeing. Yeah. Um, I, the dunk, like you said, I can't imagine what it was like being there because I was jumping out of my seat at home. You it know, was crazy. it was bar. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. And um, you know what I was saying last night, you know, and I made a guest hit on Locked On NBA, mm-hmm. is that seeing Clay on the court. I mean, when you when you think back to the last time we saw him on the court, right? Like, uh, for example, uh, Anthony Davis was still with the Pelicans. Kobe Bryant was still <laughs> alive. Um, we were not mired in a pandemic. When I yeah. saw him on a on the court, for me at least, uh, for at least a brief moment, I felt it, a sense of normalcy. It, it I get felt that. like, yeah, it felt like old times, and there was a strong amount of comfort in that. I was like, wow, like, thank you so much, universe, for this little time machine here that brought me back to a day when I feel like times were a little better. Um, and so yeah. the, the nostalgia was certainly there. Um, what were and your thoughts? That, I mean, yeah, thank good, thank goodness that it, it wasn't. Um, we didn't have to reckon with like a lesser version of Clay Thompson. Yes, like that yeah, that would have uh, that would have been a real bummer, man. <laughs> but it's not the case, and it, yes, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see lesser versions. We'll see bad Clay at, at yeah. some point. Like he's not immune from slumps. Like he is a man. Um, he will go in slumps. Steph Curry was in a slump for a really long time. I think he broke out of it last night, but yes, he say? did. Um, it is, you know, you mentioned nostalgia. That's a hundred percent right. Nostalgia is that sort of twinge when you want to go back to a certain yeah. time. Like it, you ache to go back to a certain time. And certainly uh, I understand at this moment in time, while nostalgia, why nostalgia is such a big market and um, yeah. Thompson for basketball. <laughs> yeah. He just throws you right back into it, man. And, what was most interesting to me was 
it's like riding a bike being part of the Warriors' offense if you're Clay Thompson. Yes. I mean, yes. he might have forced up a couple of shots. We can be fair about that. He was entitled Easily. to do so on on this of all days. Maybe Steve Kerr will say something a couple of days down the line. If he pulls that crap against Milwaukee, there might be a conversation. <laughs> but on a, on Clay Day, as it was so aptly dubbed, uh, yeah, you're allowed you're allowed to chuck a little bit. You are Clay Thompson after all. But um, it is. Yeah, it, it, that offense looked great with him mm-hmm. in it. And the defense just added another wing who can defend at a very high level, and his team defense will click in. I mean, I, I saw it get dramatically better as the game, you know, uh, as the game progressed. Like, his team defense will become his calling card here, which where it used to be in reverse, right? He used to be the great on-ball defender, and his team defense was a little, eh, I mean, by great defender standards. Right. Uh, it will flip now because Andrew Wiggins is going to be that ace bulldog on the ball guy. Uh, you have Gary Payton the second as well. You don't need Clay to do that, which is such a blessing because now he can lock in as this great team defender. And I saw a lot of plays last night that, that gave me a lot of hope that he can be a truly great team defender once again. Um, if he ever was one in the first place. And offensively, I mean, there's just no rust whatsoever in that regard. I mean, he just knew where to be. He knew how to work off of the screens. He knew how to relocate. I mean, it just, it, 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 it was so natural to him. And it's a reminder that when Steve Kerr put in this offense, it wasn't just because of Steph Curry. It was right. also because of Clay Thompson. And it suits Clay Thompson's needs as well. And over the last two and a half years, we've spent a lot of time arguing about the need for, you know, Steph to be on the ball more and for the Warriors to change up their offense. And I think that that's going to look even stupider (laughs) going forward than it did in the moment because now you understand what this offense is fully actualized. Without Klay Thompson, it's not fully actualized. Yeah, Um, true. You you can argue the merits of an offensive system that requires Steph Curry and Klay Thompson to work, but damned if it didn't work and damned if it didn't look beautiful for stretches last night when those two were on the floor. Makes me very sad that Draymond couldn't play in that game because that is, I guess, the true level of full actualization. But... um, this team, this team has it. This team has what it needs. Um, and when this we, is, and this is the big acquisition. Yeah, abs- it is absolutely. And when we come back, I do want to talk about that Draymond factor because that was a that was a wild card at the very last minute. Um, and, and I'm hoping there's no cause for concern with that. But when we come back, we'll definitely discuss that and and plenty more clay and plenty of what's to come for the Warriors in a very rough schedule uh, this week. But first. Let's talk about bet online. Speaking of nostalgia, speaking of comfort, how about going to betonline.ag? Do you like how I'm talking like it's it's like almost like a built bar ad? It's it tastes so good. It's bet <laughs> on only the wins <laughs> though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. That includes Clay Thompson bets. They were taking that. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on. Again, locked on is the promo code to get your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available 
for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Uh, Draymond Green last night, that was a, that was a surprise. You know, We didn't see his name yeah. on the injury report. Uh, just suddenly out of the blue last minute, uh, uh, Bob Fitzgerald was telling the audience, Hey, look, he's going to he's going to uh, he's in the starting lineup. He's going to play and he's going to come out right away because of this uh, what they call calf tightness. Mm-hmm. Um, two things that, that stuck out to me from that. One is uh, kudos to Draymond Green for sucking it up and sacrificing his stats. I mean, just by playing in those seven seconds, all of his averages plummeted because he didn't put up anything. Um, so kudos to Draymond for, for caring more about Clay's well, return. He, he did. He did get a personal foul. To be fair. And he did. That's, you're, no, you're right. You're right, though. It's, that's, <laughs> no, no. That's, if that doesn't tell you what kind of a winner Draymond is, right? Like, like is Draymond Green ever once thought about, you know, where his stats are? Like, no. No. He, he wanted to be part of that moment. It was an awesome moment. It was necessary that he was part of it. And, um, yeah, uh, that's a great call, though. That's a great call. Showed yeah, and, and, and no, you're right. Yeah, and you're right. He's never really cared about the stats, and, and that's what makes him such a unique player. Like, when you judge him and when we go back after he's retired, uh, the way we judge him is not how we're, we judge pretty much any other player. He's, he's that much of an anomaly. But but what, what are you concerned about the calf tightness? Draymond, to me, represents toughness. He represents a player that rarely, yeah. if ever, misses games. I don't remember him ever missing a postseason game. He might have, but but to the best of my <laughs> there recollection... There suspensions in there, but... Uh, well, uh, <laughs> don't get me started on that. But, but, but uh, it, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think this is serious? Like, because if he's missing a Clay Thompson return game, is this something to be concerned about, or do you think it's just a day-by-day random thing? I, I mean, it but, happened in warm-ups. Um, you know, he, looked, he looked like he had tightened up his calf a little bit. This I think it's more precautionary than anything okay. else. I think this is... I, that, that's what the Warriors were saying last night. You heard the press conferences. That's what you know. I heard walking around Chase Center. Like it's just more precautionary than anything else. They don't want to make a small thing a big thing. And yeah, day by day is probably the best way to categorize it. I know that that doesn't you know make anyone feel good. 
Uh, but it ultimately is is the case. He might wake up this morning and Theragun the bejesus out of it and you know, <laughs> say that it, it feels great. He might wake up and it, it might, you know, he might not be able to walk. Um, it's the NBA. It's, it's very rigorous. And by the way, you know, yeah. Damon Green has been in there very often this season. He's got that hip thing and now it's a calf thing. And next thing you know, it'll be, you know, just keep sliding on down. Um, this is how it goes, man, when you've put on the yeah. kind of miles that Draymond Green has put on. And the Warriors are not in a position where they have to sacrifice the now or the later for now, like at all. So um, it sucks. It sucks that he wasn't out there, but they won anyway. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty impressive performance, all things considered. I mean, defensively, they were really stout. Uh, they did not have a good offensive game. Uh, they spent a lot of time worrying about Clay Thompson, though, you know, maybe Clay doesn't re- require that level of attention because um, he just will find his shots. But, I mean, going up against Markkinen at the three and then Mobley right? and Allen, I-, I thought they were fantastic. And-, and maybe my biggest takeaway from the game, if we want to remove the Clay Thompson aspect of it, is, and you know where I'm going here, like people talk all the time, and you, you and I disagree on this, like the need for a seven-footer. There wasn't a seven-footer to be found on the Warriors' side no. of things. And those seven-footers on the Cavaliers, which have been pretty damn good this year, they weren't really doing much, were they? No. And, and again, just to be clear, like I'm not advocating for a seven-footer for the Warriors at the closing minutes of a game. It's just more for the long term. I just, I, I just want I someone you, in. Yeah, and I just want someone to kind of relieve the pressure that's on the, the players like Draymond and when James yeah. Wiseman comes in. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers are a great team. I think they're what fourth or fifth right now in the standings in the East. Uh, yeah, I've talked about their, yeah, and their their size as you just mentioned with marketing into the three Ooh. and and I just love that the Warriors have a player like Juan Toscano Anderson, who is that switchblade type player, or like a Swiss Army knife type player that Draymond typically is. Um, it's just phenomenal yeah. to me. And again, you said it last week, kudos to Bob Myers for putting this roster together. So for a game like this, when Clay comes back and you're right early on, I felt like Clay was forcing those threes up. Yep. Um, and then they started falling and you're just like, my God, they, like, I mean, 17 minutes of, pl- or, I'm sorry, 20 minutes of play, 17 <laughs> points. That is efficiency for, for that's the Clay I, Thompson. I, we all know and love, right? Like that is it play is. through and through. It is. And and one thing I love, and I want to give this as a reassurance to Dub Nation, is the fact that even though their three stars are all in their 30s now, they don't have the mileage of what three superstars in their 30s typically have just because all these guys played college ball. Uh, mm. Clay and Steph played three years. Draymond played all four years. So they didn't come into the league as 19-year-olds and, and starting to add that wear and tear. I know college ball you're still playing, but it's only 30 games at the most versus or on average, including the postseason versus the NBA. Um, I don't know. Do you agree with that? Like, do you think that, do you There's think, I guess what I'm asking? Yeah. Yeah. I think there is something to that. I mean, take it one step further with, um, there is something to be said though, for the injuries aspect of it. Right. Right. Like Steph has missed significant time throughout his career. He missed damn near an entire season. Yes, he uh, did. Clay just lost two and a half. I don't know oh. what the calculus is. I really don't know what the calculus is between the Shame benefits of not, playing time you know Sorry. like like <laughs> the benefits of not playing versus the detriment of having to take the injury that you know if you watch clay thompson last night you would say that he looked more fresh than injured um, i saw that so i saw that <laughs> i saw it's that a, it's like uh, you know I, I don't i don't know how to do i don't know how to do that that math on it but uh 
I think you're right, man. These guys have a lot of miles, and I think that that was a big reason why so many people were so quick to write this team off. Yeah. When they started sliding just a smidge. Maybe they were right in those first two years, but uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) there's also something to be said for the value of continuity Mm -hmm. and the value of, um, you know, player-based systems in the NBA. I mean, we don't live in a very static operation. There's not a lot of company loyalty in the world, much less in the NBA these days. Uh, It's a player's (laughs) league. So it's, it's very, you know, it's very rare to see in a player's league, a bunch of players decide to stick together. There's usually egos and money and, you know, Women, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of extra stuff that gets in the way of that. And we've certainly yes, seen that here. Um, and we've been lucky. We've gotten it in Golden State in a lesser form than most teams get it. Most teams are, you know, shorter lived. But the, the trifecta and perhaps the quad, uh, if you include Andre Iguodala, who's back this year. Yeah. Uh, of those four guys, like y- y- you're understanding the value. And I think that the love and admiration that we saw last night for Clay Thompson speaks to the value of continuity. Um, now, you know, the Warriors are very lucky. They're, they're, they're only trying to continue one of the great teams in NBA history, albeit you know, <laughs> five, six years later. But, um, uh, and, you know, three Hall of Famers, if not four. But, yeah, I, I, there, there might be something. In, uh, who knows? I mean, this might just be one last hurrah. we got to be real about this. This, this might yeah. be... This might be the one last hurrah. This might be the start of, uh, of a really impressive second wave. I, we don't know, but it's fun as hell. They're good as hell. And this team is built to withstand pretty much anything because think about every other team in the NBA and how poorly they would have done had they been missing one of their three all-stars. They wouldn't have created another one. They wouldn't have found you know, a guy who can make the mid-level exception with ease on the, on his bench with the 15th man roster. They wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have signed an auto porter. They wouldn't have signed to be a Lisa, perhaps because they weren't attractive enough to get him in the first place. You know, Juan Toscano Anderson wouldn't have been developed. Jordan Poole right. wouldn't be the player that he is today. Um, you know, Jonathan Kaminga wouldn't be a, a player who is getting run. Oh. And um, I just, I, everything about this season to date has been really 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 impressive and it speaks to sort of that light years ahead nonsense that we did for so long but damn it, <laughs> they're certainly a little bit ahead they certainly have a lead on somebody yes they do and uh, and when we come back i agree with everything you just said right there when we come back uh we're gonna delve into the week ahead this is a crazy schedule that they have coming up damn. um and we're gonna analyze that and more here on locked on warriors The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available 
on all platforms. So the Warriors play the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow on the road. The Grizzlies just beat the Lakers. That's not saying that much. Um, but then <laughs> I'm going to throw those digs all day. But when well, uh, it, it, it's true, they whooped their ass, man. They did. And and uh, and then but then they got this insane like back to back on the road with the Bucks and the Bulls. Um, yeah. By the way, Minnesota opinion, on next Sunday, which is which is no cupcake either. No, it's not. Absolutely. So, so yeah, what, what's your takeaway for these next four games? What are you seeing uh, coming out from the Warriors? You better win two of them. Yeah. Um, just given the way that this team is playing, hey, listen, I, I don't know if yesterday's win over the Cavs was, was all that impressive. Uh, it was a fun <laughs> day, and I'm glad they won it. Uh, I haven't really dove into the was it good or not aspect of things quite yet. I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at a team that shot 40% and – 23% respectively and had 24 assists to 14 turnovers. I'm going to guess that it's not an impressive win. But again, you know, the jury is still out. Good defense can win you a lot of games. Correct. Uh, also bad offense from the Cleveland Cavaliers. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> 21 to 18 turnover to assist ratio there. But uh, these this is the toughest 1-2-3 toughest stretch the Warriors have had to face this season. They're all oh, yeah. on the road. They are dealing with Draymond Green's injury. They're dealing with having to rest Stephen Curry, or I'm sorry, not Stephen Curry, the perhaps, who's to say, given his yeah. uh, his thigh contusion or whatever. Um, you, Clay Thompson's not going to play him both for the back-to-back games. I, I would presume they play him on the former as opposed to the later, but who's to say? Um, uh, you know, Andre Iguodala uh, could go on a sabbatical whenever he wants. That's been his, his right this season. It, there is a... Let me put it to you this way. (laughs) There's a lot that can go wrong here, and I do think that this week for the Warriors, now uh, I think that judgment will be passed upon these games, whereas whatever happened before Clay came back, between Christmas and Clay coming back, you and I were in cahoots. Like, it just didn't really matter that much. Like, we would praise the good stuff, but we were not going to get down on the bad stuff. If they get rocked by Memphis, which I don't think will happen, but if they get rocked by Memphis on Tuesday – we got to come and bash them. Like a good team doesn't get rocked by Memphis. They need, and here, here are the, here are the keys for that. Leave clay, leave Draymond, leave Steph out of it. We need more from Wiggins who yes, is offensively, pulling, especially pulling back a smidge, just pulling back a smidge, still really good, but pulling back a smidge. But my goodness, anytime Jordan Poole wants to to get back really in the swing of things, that would be a blessing. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a he was games. okay. He was okay. He was okay against Cleveland. Don't get me wrong. Um, I thought he was solid actually, but yeah, not great. But but he, yeah, he did what he had to do. Yeah, plus seventeen, fourteen in the game, made two, three, six, and twelve from the floor. I like. I, I I'm not knocking that game, but right. he's going. I need a bigger Jordan Poole game at some point over these next four games and preferably in the first three, just because while clay is back and now he's the secondary offensive option behind Steph, it'd be great if pool and clay and who knows, maybe even Wiggins every now and again could just have a little rapport to where they figure out who's going to be the number two on that given night. Uh, It's nice to have another option, no question about it, but it doesn't have to be clay every night. And now it just doesn't have to be pool every night, just as it didn't have to be Wiggins every night. You have right. more options, but someone's got to come through on that front, especially if Steph is, is going to miss games or if this slump, which he might have busted out of last night, who's to say if it isn't you know, a one-game anomaly, if it's to continue. Um, so Memphis is a big one. Memphis is huge. Memphis sets the tone for this thing. Memphis makes it so that they can go into Milwaukee 
feeling good about themselves, feeling confident, and that can go a long way against a Bucks team that's given them real trouble over the last, I don't know, seven years. And um, <laughs> they have versus versus you lose to you lose to the the rock throwers from Memphis, and bless them, they are a very gifted team with a very idiosyncratic style of basketball. Uh, and John Morant is truly a spectacular player. Oh, the, yeah. Those dudes look like they want to fist fight pretty much at any <laughs> juncture of the game. And again, I, I really enjoy watching them play. They're they're very high on my list of of uh, favorite teams in all professional sports right now. But you lose that game. Now you're going into Milwaukee of all places, and you feel like you need a win. I don't yeah. want the Warriors to be in that spot. I don't think it's advantageous to be in that spot. That's how a little problem becomes a big problem where you're trying to dig yourself out of it and you, it just do your business. Jordan Poole needs to come through once or twice and the Warriors are going to be a okay. But if Jordan Poole doesn't come through, there's that middle ground there with the Warriors scoring that, that I start to get a little bit concerned about. So um, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more from Jordan Poole over the next couple. I'm with you on that. You know, Rick, my, uh, my, my partner in crime on, on the other podcast I do, Hall of Famer Rick Barry, uh, he, he emphasizes repeatedly that Jordan Poole just needs to remember he's not Stephen Curry. And, and when, he rem- when he remembers that, he does great. Um, yeah. But when he's starting to heave 35-footers, it's like, look, you're not yeah. Steph. Like, just kind of yeah. tone it down a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that is one thing plaguing this Warriors team offensively the last three games now. Even though they won yesterday, they didn't hit the 100-point mark. Yeah. Um, and they it's, and stink it's th- offensively right now. If we can beat, they do, and it's and it's mostly three point shooting. If you look at the numbers, uh, and Steph, he got out of the slump yesterday. Hopefully, it's for good. But everyone yep. else outside of Clay, and Clay didn't have the greatest three point numbers. They weren't bad, but they weren't great. Clay but, had the best three point shooting night of anybody. He went thirty. Yeah, yeah. Right. Steph only went thirty six. Right, but but no one else is hitting the three right now, and yeah. and that's that's a huge problem for them. Andrew Wiggins, who's been amazing this year, you're right, he's taken a step back slightly, like a smidge. Um, yeah. uh, 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 Otto Porter Jr. for some reason he's slumping a little bit from the three, and he's been doing much better normally. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Poole, is, I feel like sometimes he forces things. That's the one thing I feel like maturity is needed there uh, in order for Jordan Poole to take that leap to the next step, or that we hopefully see where he's going to be that twenty million dollars six man that. Andre Iguodala mentioned um, Dylan Brooks is out, which is a huge Good plus. That is great news. Um, Bad news and for and of basketball. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but for Warriors fans, that's, that's a great that's great news because he is a pest uh, when the Warriors play the Grizzlies. And then Thursday, Friday is Bucks Bulls, um, and like I said, and then Sunday is the Timberwolves. So we'll see what happens. Um, you can follow Dieter Kurdenbach on Twitter at Dieter. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow, and this program on Twitter. At locked on dubs, always a pleasure, my man. It really is, man. It's it's. Uh, we're doing this together Wednesday, and then are you gonna you're doing yeah. one tomorrow, or is that uh, the plan? Yeah, no, sounds like good. Sounds like a good plan to me. Okay, yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, and thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q. That's our boy Q. That is with ex- everybody's boy at this juncture. <laughs> There's no Q with- about that. <laughs> with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thank you, sir. This is always fun. We'll talk soon. Later, everyone. Let's make it happen. <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.